Hey friends, welcome to the Grace and Gratitude podcast, where it is my heartfelt mission to inspire and encourage moms to be the best they can be for the glory and honor of God. Motherhood is a beautiful, wonderful gift, but it can also be really challenging. I believe with God's grace and an attitude of gratitude, we can find the joy in motherhood that we are called to experience. Thanks for being here. Let's get started. Hey listeners, this episode is going to be a bit of an introductory episode, if you will. So I'm going to be covering why grace and gratitude. Why is that the name of my podcast, my business, my social media platforms, and so on. So I want to start with grace, of course, and it dates back quite a ways. Um, A particular scripture verse has been a favorite of mine for a very, very long time, and I will just read it to you. It is from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for power is made perfect in infirmity. Gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may dwell in me. And that is from the Dewey Reams translation. You can look up different translations if you are used to a different Bible. But basically just saying rejoicing in your weaknesses because that is when Christ is made the most strong within you. The more challenges we are put through, the more things we have to face that make us feel weak, the more we have to rely on God. And His grace is enough for us. His grace is what we turn to when we have nothing else left. And it shouldn't just be something we turn to when we feel that we are in a moment of weakness. It should be something we turn to all the time. But I will say that that verse has always stood out to me whenever I've had you know, a hard time all the way dating back to kind of high school years is when that verse started to become a favorite of mine. And I don't know if you have a particular verse in scripture that is kind of a favorite of yours, but that verse is one that not only became a favorite of mine, but also would just kind of show up in places when I needed it most. And I was like, okay, that's right. Thank you, God. That is my my sign from you that that is a good reminder of that verse, that your grace is always, always, always enough for me. So Later on, when I became a mom, that verse became way, way, way more relevant and meaningful to me because I had no idea how extraordinarily challenging mom life would be. And most of my listeners are probably moms. Um, If you're not, this is still pertinent to, you know, whatever state of life you're in right now. But if you are a mom, and I'm addressing you as mostly moms because that's what this podcast is for, you know what I'm talking about. You know that we are put through so many things that really no other state of life can even compare to. I was actually just having a conversation with someone today in the work environment. We were, it was a friend of mine, we were discussing, you know, corporate jobs and managerial roles that I've had in the past. And we were just discussing, she's a mom too, how there's nothing that compares uh, mom life versus work. And that's not to say that some people maybe do find their jobs to be more challenging than mom life. But for me personally, and I know most people, it's barely even a comparison because at work, you know, you get your lunch breaks and you clock off at a certain time and you get like paid vacation usually and there's other people to count on. Mom life, it's all you. It is, I mean, you know, you and your spouse, but as far as you being the mom, the one who usually the kids 
need when they're sick or they're whiny or they're tired or just being, you know, we're always on. We're the one who knows where everything is, what all the things on the schedule for the week are, uh, so-and-so's favorite cup that they won't drink anything else and all the things, you know. So it is a lot. It is so much. And until you live it, you don't even realize the extent of it. But what I realized, and it took me a while to realize it, was that having a standard of perfection in motherhood is a complete waste of time. (laughs) So if you think that there's such thing as a perfect mother, there's not. And it will only leave you feeling disappointed and discouraged and even more exhausted than you need to be. So let me say that right now. Give up on the expectation of ever reaching perfection in motherhood because it's not possible. We already know in life that there's no such thing as completely perfect because we are fallen and there's only perfection in heaven. So why do we sometimes tend to put an expectation of perfection on ourselves in the role as mothers? It doesn't change. Just because it's a different role doesn't mean there's now such thing as perfection. There is not. So be more mindful of what sort of things you're taking in in your day-to-day life. And I'm not going to make this episode totally about that because that's for a different day. But as far as what things you're taking in on your social media feeds or, you know, news, magazines, whatever you take content in, even just what types of friends you interact with, if those things are making you feel like you're falling short as a mother, like you're following Instagram feeds that are having these super beautiful, perfect homes, and you're starting to really feel insecure in your home as I'm literally sitting in my basement in my children's playroom, which is a complete disaster. (laughs) So if that isn't real mom life for you, trust me, I have come a long ways in prior to motherhood being kind of a neat freak where things were always perfectly clean. And now as a mother, I have had to just be okay with the mess because I realize that the priority lies on other things right now. So circling back to what I'm getting at, that there is no such thing as perfection in life, but especially the folks today, is that there is no such thing as perfection in motherhood. Instead, what we can choose to turn our focus to is being open to receiving God's grace in all things we do. So instead of trying to think, how can I perfectly master a household cleaning routine or chore schedule or, you know, agenda for all the things, school, sports, work, etc. Instead of trying to get things to a standard of complete flawless perfection, shift your mind to think, how can I get this to a point that is pleasing to God? And at that point is when you are that much more receptive of his grace. He wants to give so much grace to us. I think he has a special place in his heart for us moms, but I might be biased. He wants to help us always. He wants to give us his grace, his love, his help all the time. But we have to be willing to receive it. We have to be open for it. We have to be asking for it. So I love, love, love always turning to this particular scripture verse to remind me that especially in those times of weakness 
is when he is strengthened within us. It is the most encouraging thing to hear. And I will say that whenever I have had like my hardest moments in mom life, that scripture verse is what got me through it. So some of the moments that stand out to me are like my first child. I I had a C-section and I was the last person in the world who ever wanted to have any sort of medical intervention with my birth, let alone a C-section. So that is a long story for another day, but that particular event in my life, I was blown away at the amount of peace that I had with how everything went, and I completely, completely attribute that, obviously, to the grace of God. So that was a first, like, big moment for me. Obviously, that was the moment I became a mom as far as actually having my child earthside, and from that moment on, I just knew, okay, this is a, a new role in my life that I'm called to do. And I, I have to lean into God's grace and just be open to receiving it, especially in the moments that are challenging for me. As you moms know, you know, sleep deprivation, handling so many different chores, things going wrong, and all those things happening all at the same time as a frequent occurrence is very exhausting. And I don't think... I don't think I would be able to do it without God. I I don't know how people do do it without God. I'm here to encourage more people to do it with God. <laughs> so he is definitely by my side all the time getting through motherhood. And with the focus today being on grace, I hope that is a better perspective shift for you to think about during those moments of weakness, realizing that you are not falling short of a standard of perfection because it's impossible All you need to do is rely on his grace and just ask him to help you through whatever it is. So we do that with prayer. We do that by doing a good job at our daily duty. Sometimes we might feel like we don't even have time to pray because the day was so crazy. And I feel like that a lot where maybe my early morning wake up to pray was interrupted by kids being awake. And I have gotten a lot better about viewing that as, you know what? Obviously, this was just meant to be that they wake up and we start our day together this much earlier, and that's okay because I trust that God will make up for it at some point later in the day, and usually it's when I'm nursing my baby to sleep or something, maybe for his nap or maybe not until bedtime, that I'm thinking to myself, okay, right now I have these quiet, you know, 10 minutes to either run through my to-do list in my head and think about all the chores that I still need to do, or be intentional about making that my prayer time. So being more intentional about making opportunities to pray instead of letting our mind wander to other things is I think sometimes the only way that us moms can get prayer in. So that kind of ties in to being open to God's grace is that you have to, you have to pray. It is our line of communication to God. So if we're wanting to receive his grace and his help, we got to you know, we got to be asking for it. We got to be trying to communicate with him. So keep that in mind throughout your day. And secondly, moving on to the gratitude aspect, this is where time and time and time again, through again, all of those more challenging mom life moments, I had the beautiful perspective of just being grateful for what I had. And this actually goes back, again, going back to my younger years, I'm actually going to 
um, share with you all that when I, so when I was 11, I was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. I didn't even think I was going to get into this on this episode, but it's not really a big deal. I just want to share how this perspective started from such a young age. So I was diagnosed with that and it basically for several years consisted of weekly blood draws and every couple of weeks I would have to get extra testing done and at one point I had to get a shot once a week for medication for the inflammation and it was just a lot, a lot, a lot of doctor's visits and um, often having to sit out from certain sports which was probably the biggest disappointment of all, even more so than the doctor's appointments and everything was just more so that I couldn't be, you know, a starting player on the basketball team because I actually had to sit a lot of practices out and I couldn't run cross country because the running was way too hard on my knees and so on. So that was just a big challenge in my younger years. But one thing that my mom always, always, always said to me, especially when I would go for my appointments because a lot of my appointments were at the children's hospital and we would see other kids in wheelchairs and kids without any hair and my mom would always say rosie it could always be worse it could always be worse and i will admit at the time i despised when she said that she might listen to this episode one day here and at the time it bothered me so much i was like yeah, of course it could always be worse, but but it is what it is and it's I don't like it, you know. That was the only way I could see it at that time as a, you know, 12-year-old, 13-year-old going through that phase. And looking back, I realized how much that instilled in me such a perspective of gratitude, such a perspective of always always looking for the silver lining. So Again, even as I say it, I realize that me going through juvenile rheumatoid arthritis is hardly even a thing compared to so many who have been through much more challenging things. But I'm looking at that as being so grateful for that pivotal time in my life where that perspective was instilled in me at such a young age to always, always look for, okay, what is there to be grateful here? So now as a mom, I can't even tell you how much this perspective constantly helps me and you know it's not just a cliche little trendy thing it's actually neurologically beneficial for you so I won't get all deep into that today but I actually have a whole course talking about uh, mindset and the power of your words and your thoughts and it is neurologically proven so scientifically proven that your brain fires all the happy chemicals when you practice gratitude. So recalling happy events of your past or thinking about things in your present that make you happy or even thinking about things in your future that you hope for that make you happy. Those things all trigger your brain to be in a better mood without getting all science jargony right now. That is basically what is happening when you're practicing gratitude. So that's why it is such a popular thing for people to wake up and write down three things they're grateful for or write down three things they're grateful for before bed. So those things are great, doing it in the morning and doing it at night. And of course, I completely swear by that. I have a morning routine book where I do three things you're grateful for in the morning. But even more so than doing it during those scheduled times, if you will, is doing it during the moments when you really don't feel like it. So that is when it is most helpful for me. So when I am 
having a really, really hard day and maybe everything is going wrong, maybe our, you know, say our heater went out, like all these crazy things are happening, right? You can literally choose to focus on all those bad things or you can choose to focus on the good things, which always, always outnumber the bad things. So shifting your mind to what there is to be grateful for versus whatever it is you could pick to complain about is so incredibly powerful. I really believe that this perspective alone is what determines a happy mom versus a not so happy mom. This is the difference between a joyful life and a miserable life. I really believe that. It's just like there's a comic picture or something that I've seen on social media before where it's a picture of like a tour bus or something and there's literally two old men on the bus and one of them is looking out one side of the bus and he's so happy and beaming with joy because he's looking at all the beautiful scenery and just loving it and the other old man is all grouchy looking and he's looking a different direction because the other side of the bus is just facing like a dirt wall or something and he's all sad and pouty and I don't remember exactly what the caption is but basically it just was like whatever you choose to look at is how you will feel. So if you are choosing to look at your pile of dishes, your pile of laundry, the deep cleaning that you never have time to get to, the moodiness of your children, the lack of help from people who you wish were more helpful, all those things, if you're focusing on that, then guess what? That's what your brain's going to think of. We have the power of choosing what to put our thoughts on. Now, we do have some, what's the word? Thoughts that we can't necessarily control, they just happen, and then we have the ability to intentionally think about things. So those unintentional thoughts that come up, yes, those might come up. It might come up that you're not so grateful about something, but you can choose to take an intentional thought and basically overcome that negative thought with something positive by choosing what you're grateful for. So something I love to do is certain moments in my day that I know tend to be a trigger for negative thinking, such as doing the dishes or maybe early in the morning when I'm like not even awake yet and I'm just really thinking, oh man, I wish I could have slept a little longer, but my kids are up, blah, blah, blah. Those moments that you know, okay, these are the moments that I tend to get kind of negative thinking. Those moments are when you want to so proactively practice gratitude. So when I'm sitting there washing the dishes, my mind can so easily wander to all the things I have to do, all the things I didn't get done, all these worries in our life, yada, yada, yada. Or I can sit there and as I'm washing the dishes, because that's a pretty second nature thing, you know, you don't need a whole lot of thinking to wash dishes. As I'm washing them, I can literally sit there and just start counting my blessings. I can sit there and say, I am so grateful for how creative my toddler is. I am so grateful for how funny my little one-year-old is. I am so grateful that we have a house in this crazy market. I am so grateful that we have a backyard and, you know, a backyard as an example, when we still lived in an apartment a year ago, all I could think of was one day having a backyard. And then we finally get a backyard And at one point there, I was so overwhelmed by how much yard work there was to do that I found myself kind of resenting the backyard. And I I caught myself as like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
this is literally what I wanted. I, I prayed for this. I wanted this so badly. And now here I am focusing my mind on the negative aspects of it, which is so harmful to what could be so much joy in my mind about this backyard. So I stopped myself in my tracks on that and realized, okay, wow, I am so blessed to have this backyard. And that thinking, it doesn't just affect you. It affects, obviously, your whole family, A, because usually you start kind of speaking those negative thoughts if you let them come up and they, your children don't need to hear that. And B, it impacts your mood, like completely, completely impacts your mood. So if you're sitting there washing dishes, letting all the negative thoughts run amok and letting them win and festering them and feeding them and continuing to think about them and on and on and on, that is putting you in a not so great mood. And you know, say your spouse or your child comes out and asks you something and you're just in this terrible mood that you snap at them versus if you're sitting there washing dishes and just counting your blessings and kind of smiling at memories and thinking about the future and just in this happy mood, then that's contagious to your family. They come out and ask you something and they just see how happy you are and that makes them happy and so on and so on and so on. So an attitude of gratitude is not just a cliche thing. I truly believe it is so powerful, so effective. One of my bigger challenges through motherhood, aside from the smaller things I already mentioned, has been over this last year when my children gave me a really, really, really rough run for my money with their sleep habits. So about a year ago, actually shortly after I started Grace and Gratitude, my husband was working nights and so that meant putting the kids to sleep was on my own and throughout the entire night, you know, was on my own. And my toddler, who had been doing really good with her sleep, suddenly hit a phase of like being so, so hard to put to sleep and then also waking up quite frequent throughout the night. And then my baby, who at the time was eight months, was in this phase of like did not want to go to sleep. It didn't matter what time I gave him a nap. It didn't matter if I gave him no nap. It didn't matter what he ate or what he did that day. He just was on this like body clock of not being the least bit tired until like 11 or 12. And that combined with my toddler not wanting to go to sleep made for a disaster every night because my toddler knew that the baby was still awake. So it was really hard to be like, no, you need to go to sleep even though he's out there running wild. Um, so it just, it was very, very, very frustrating. It was so challenging. And the nights when I finally would get them to sleep and then my toddler would wake up in the middle of the night when I'm like just falling asleep. It was so hard mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. It was so challenging. And I have to say that the thing that got me through it was grace and gratitude. Honestly, I... I don't think there's any, you know, sleep consultant in the world or sleep training method. Like those things are all great and I know they work for some, but they're not a one size fits all. And sometimes your kids are just going to not sleep. It doesn't matter what you do. Sometimes your kids are just going to go through a phase where they're not sleeping. And so I think that's why more so than a focus on, oh, you know, are you doing the right technique? Are you doing the right routine? Are you doing the right this, that? More so than that is the acknowledgement that, hey, sometimes you're not going to be able to get them to sleep well. 
And here's how you cope with that. And so for me, my answer to that is, you know, grace and gratitude. Absolutely relying on God's grace. I would, you know, repeat scripture verses to myself during those nights when I'm sitting there rocking her to sleep for the millionth time. I would repeat scripture verses, so many different verses that helped me through that time. And secondly, gratitude. Absolutely. Sitting there rocking her to sleep, thinking to myself, you know what? This is nothing to complain about. There are people out there who have a hard time even having children. There are people out there whose children are so sick in hospitals. There are people out there who don't have a roof over their head. I know those are kind of extreme, but honestly, there are way, 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 way more things that I could count to be grateful for in that moment than for me to count and say, my toddler isn't sleeping well. It makes it sound so small, and I know it doesn't feel small. I'm not trying to invalidate how awful it feels in the moment when you're so tired and so frustrated, but having that perspective of finding the gratitude in it is absolutely life-changing. So I hope that you can take this and apply it to something in your life. Find whatever it is. Maybe you'll maybe you'll be intentional here for a second and pick something small that you can apply grace and gratitude to. So maybe that's just washing the dishes or getting up in the morning or getting your kids ready for school. Like what's a daily occurring, a reoccurring thing for you that is kind of a challenge that you can sit here and think, okay, I am here on out going to be more intentional about calling on God's grace and practicing gratitude to help me overcome that thing, whatever it is. And then secondly, I want you to pick something bigger. Maybe it is a particular struggle in your life right now, something that you are really feeling like you don't trust what's happening, you don't know, you're having a hard time having the faith that God is going to work it out, or maybe it is something like your kid not sleeping like that was for me. That was a reoccurring thing that was very, very frustrating for several months. And for me, again, the grace and gratitude is absolutely what got me through it. So that is why I had to pick the name Grace and Gratitude because I really think it is practically a one-size-fits-all, at least if you are a you know Jesus-loving mama, that Grace and Gratitude is what gets us through all of it. All the right techniques, tips, tricks, productivity hacks, all those things are only so much if you do not also, and I should say first and foremost, have God on your side and the practice of always praying to him and calling on him and relying on his grace to get you through it and that attitude of gratitude, my friends. So I hope that was helpful. Uh, Let me know, either, you know, reach out to me or my Facebook community. I am always looking for new members. I'll link that in my show notes here and I hope to see you there and I hope this helped you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy mom life and tuning into this episode. If this resonated with you, I would appreciate a review on the Apple Podcast app as well as just sharing it with a friend, someone else who might find my message helpful. I'm praying for you, my friends. Keep letting your light shine. Till next time, God bless you.